0: You, 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 you.
1: you hear that okay oh yeah that, you're a, loser. that you're, you're, a loser. you're a loser you're a
2: loser you're a loser
1: hey we're back in last week again you're yeah. a loser speaking of that um yeah. how do you think this is an okay clip so,
2: so far everything's sounding great here real
1: crisp <laughs> you clearly are messing with the cable on your computer and it's not getting a good audio signal through listen to that what you can hear the clipping. I. Really the audio th- drops in and out. I really think After you're nitpicking this week party. about things you
2: want to complain <laughs> about where it comes to How my How am I
1: supposed to work oh with that? I had to go back and find where this was in the film yeah. and try and figure it out because I couldn't even understand what the fuck he was talking about.
2: No, no, man. Trust me. That, that clip was gold. No, what the fuck is wrong with your computer, man? Alright, listen. I was missing my DeLorean. I have a little DeLorean figurine. How that does I have a DeLorean th- make
1: your audio better?
2: I have a Back to Future DeLorean figurine and I have to put it under the audio cord jack so that the all the sound goes through from the laptop to the recorder
1: so you have a broken headphone jack on your computer that you have not bothered to try and replace why i have a I have a delorean oh jesus christ that's why because of that fucking audio that's terrible well i didn't use my delorean the la- now this week i used my delorean and things were fine no this is not good look i'm going to Are find you t- you- we have to go back <laughs> well the delorean would be fucking perfect for that but Marty. no I went and re-recorded that shit and I found the clip that you needed and I fixed it from last week. That's fine. Now I'm going to send you something. It's a USB audio card. It's very tiny. Uh You plug it in and it has a headphone and a microphone jack. This will solve your problems. It's a built-in audio card. That's just a little USB stick and it will solve the problem. It's 15 bucks. And does it come DeLorean shaped? No, but you know what? You can put your DeLorean next to it.
2: Okay. All right. I'll do that.
1: (sighs) All right. I just sent it to you. You should have it right now.
2: Now. Oh, can you tell me another question? What's Amazon?
1: Oh, fuck off. The following show will
0: destroy your self worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops.
3: A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication
1: of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it
4: makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene.
0: Encouraging the lowest, most base and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience.
4: I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin
0: infest in every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The black plague of podcasting. Cinema psyops with court and not.
1: Welcome to the 214th episode of Cinema PsyOps. The most inept technical person I've ever met to actually work in the IT field is sitting across from me, and that's Matt. Wow, you've not
2: met some of the people who I've known in my life that (laughs) way worse than me. How are you fuckers even employed? (laughs) Well, I'm employed because I'm really good at most everything.
1: (laughs) Except knowing what Amazon is, how to repair a computer jack on your own fucking computer, or replace the audio. Audio card. Okay, it's not that he didn't know how. It's, uh, it's too lazy not to do it. So
2: instead, you just
1: you just put a fucking Delorean, DeLorean in yeah, place. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hey, listen. No. If Doc Brown could just use a Delorean to make a time machine, I could just use a Delorean to help the
1: sound of my laptop. If Delorean can just use Deloreans to <laughs> smuggle cocaine, you can use it to fix the audio on your laptop. Exactly. Yeah. And then get secretly filmed. I'm too lazy to introduce myself on the show anymore. Yeah, you just didn't even do I, it. Didn't I tried to start doing that, but I always introduce you, and I. Yeah. Feel if people don't know who I am. that That's a weird show. Yeah, you're coming, you're coming in late to the game. <laughs> kind of. I mean, yeah. I thought everyone knows who
2: hey, I am. Hey, everyone, this is Court Psyops. He's the he's the host. <laughs> I'm the guy that makes
1: everything work when Matt fucks up constantly.
2: This is true. <laughs> I don't know about constantly, but like 50% of the time. I would say 60% of the time, you fuck up all the time. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that doesn't sound like the right kind of math. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus I can't believe I made an Anchorman reference I'm, just, I'm, I know, man, fuck I'm, I'm fucking gone after this
2: Oh well No, Anchorman's good This was an Anchorman 2
1: reference 60% of the time Anchorman's good All of the time Still doesn't make any sense <laughs> No, there's like there's like half of that film that's like super funny. Yeah, and then the other half is indulgent bullshit Will Ferrell jokes. Yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah. But <laughs>
2: still, you know what? I'll watch that if it's on. I'll give it a good watch. Yeah. Same thing with Dodgeball. A lot of people give Dodgeball shit, but I fucking love it. So <laughs> now this week's movie. Speaking of
1: movies that have Try. gotten a lot of shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually, after I watched it, I, again I've watched it like three times. But after I watched it the first time, I looked it up and did some research. Oh, really? Yeah. It must have it, piqued
1: your interest in some way. Well, I was kind of like,
2: "There's got to be a reason this is in here. Court just didn't plop this movie. This is one of the listener-supported oh, so, ones okay. as well, yeah. It was it just plopped in here at a minute 17 running time and not porn Hour 17. An hour, when it's, uh, yeah, a minute. When it's an hour and 17 minutes, when I see movies that long, like an hour 20 or less, uh-huh. and it isn't porn, then I know I should probably look it up because there's some <laughs> kind of fucking story behind it. <laughs> Because we're never going to get a movie that short unless it's porn or it's running a silent movie with no fucking dialogue.
1: Or it might be just an old black and white film too. Yes. Because there's some that are, yeah. Well, this wasn't
2: black and white. So no. uh, I knew it had to have a story behind it. And wow, what a fucking story it was.
1: Robert has posted some of that stuff in the group as well. This was like a bonus feature slash Easter egg that was on the corruption disc. Okay. Same director as oh. the person who did corruption. So yeah. the underlying story of trying to... T- Take on the man, so to speak, or get revenge, or the weird sort of like dark undertones that it's not just like a bunch of crazy hippie, you yeah. know, folks killing people in the name of art. Yeah, even though that's kind of in there as well. Like the 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 more thought out aspects of the film that you know are hinted at in the film, it, it makes sense because it feels kind of the same as what we were dealing with with corruption, where there was like a little bit more there.
2: Well, yeah, and it's it's a heavily comment on uh, a, a society that can't get enough and then always needs something maybe edgier and edgier until it gets to a line.
1: So how much research did you do on the history of the film? Because the guy, Roger Watkins, who is the director and then also plays the main... Terry. Yeah, Terry, our main character, apparently um, defrauded a company to get this movie made. See, now, I didn't see that part. What I read about was... Or at least that's part of the legend that I I saw. All the
2: cast used synonyms instead of their real names. And then, when the movie, like, when, when people would watch it because they couldn't find any of these people, like, any records of them existing...
1: They thought that it was. They real. thought
2: it was a real snuff film. That yeah. this was re- like people were really. I mean, that to you know ruin it for anybody what this movie's about. But they thought it was a real snuff film, and yeah. that people really died until Richard came out and said, "No, I'm I'm the director of the film. Yeah. I I acted in it as well. You can see who I am, and all the actors and actresses who were in it are fine. We just they went under fake well,
1: names. It became this thing where it was shot actually in like '72. Yeah, it was done by '73, and it was released in '77. Right? Yeah, it got buried or lost or something like that and I guess that has something to do with the way that he defrauded oh, the wow. company for some of the money. Like I guess he got a certain amount in the budget and then like spent like allegedly like $800 of it and then the rest of it went to his drug habit or something, apparently oh. <laughs> allegedly. Now this is just some kind of weird rumory thing that I saw or read somewhere.
2: Well, in the research I saw they said they made he made it for three thousand dollars now this is back in the early 70s then so I mean three thousand dollars can be a hefty amount back then so
1: right but like allegedly he yeah. used only 800 of it 800 of it the, and then the, the rest went to a drug 2,200
2: into a, an alleged drug, drug yeah, habit, but, yeah or
1: drug use or something along those lines but, or got funneled into another project that he could stand to make more money off of yeah which we've dealt with filmmakers that have done something similar but not with drugs but like Jess Franco would get a certain Amount of money to make like a bigger budgeted film mm-hmm. and then shoot two films on the same set, one on the sly, using the money from the one film and then just pocket all the profits from the second one. That's insanity. That's still scummy, but I mean, that's less scummy than, say, getting $3,000 to make a movie and then spending and then putting, 20, yeah, and putting 2,200 of it up your arm or up your nose <laughs> yeah. or, or down your lungs or however allegedly this well,
2: took place. That drug must not be a, a weight losing drug or it because, you know. Are you going to
1: fat shame a director now? If he's using $2,200
2: of his $3,000 budget on drugs? Kinda, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, and there's also some other controversy. and This is another thing that Robert already posted in the group. And if I can find it whenever this episode comes out, I'll, I'll tag it in the announcements so everybody can see it who's interested. But one of the actresses that appeared naked in the film had signed a release and then relinquished that and had gotten reassurances that the footage wouldn't be used. And then apparently Roger Watkins then said, oh yeah, fine, you rescind that. Um, I won't use it then and then went ahead and used the footage anyway he seems like the type of guy who might do that <laughs> well if the other thing that was alleged about him is true then I completely believe what this actress had to say and she took it into court oh yeah wow like this this became like a legal battle over this film as well and I don't know if that delayed the release of it or whatever but apparently when it finally hit the theaters in 77 because it came out of nowhere and nobody knew fuck all about it yeah and everybody automatically assumed because it was super grainy and really mm-hmm. dirty and like you could and see shit yeah and it was like really messed up prints right off the bat I know
2: it's like it all, it all had that grainy look even that's, on my like laptop all that yeah, kind of stuff you that's know? just
1: a 2k scan of like a theatrical print so that's what it looked like yeah and the 2k scan still revealed some things but you got to remember like you had soft you know projectors and things like that on 42nd Street that would have made it feel more real yes and then you would have seen it probably on VHS which would have made it look even more blurred and realistic and all that shit yeah but like the whole thing that they had going on with the film like it then Ended up hitting theaters in '77. Everybody thought it might have been real, and it became this weird thing where it like disappeared from theaters or whatever. And then uh, it was like super hard to find, so it became like this like mythical thing became that a, everybody talked about.
2: Uh, uh, what's the name of that? Uh, a unicorn? A unicorn. Well, kind of, yeah, but like a oh, a fucking tale. Um, a legend, an urban a legend. Myth. A urban, an urban, urban legend. legend or there you myth, go. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was looking for. It became yeah. an urban legend of a you know, sort of a film.
1: Yeah, and so because of all of that stuff, it became like this really notorious, like, hard to find like bragging right thing and it became super sought after and people became like really rabid for this flick and they still are to this day. Wow. Like Vinegar Syndrome who did the corruption disc and then uh, threw this on. They had this, they did a 2K scan of like a theatrical print as sort of like a tied you over kind of thing because they're trying to restore the film and actually release it full fledged on one of their beautiful discs that they're going to do and apparently they've been working on this for a very long time because original elements are really hard to find. Yeah. Now going through all of that stuff and knowing all of that stuff it kind of demystifies what you're seeing but i gotta say and before we kind of roll into the actual film i didn't see what the big fuss was until like the back third of the film yeah same and then i can see with everything else that's going on and then all the people believing what they what they believe and some of the stuff that happens in the back third of the film that i'm like okay
2: yeah i get it now
1: now i kind of get it yeah and so like for two-thirds of watching this hour and 17 long flick i'm like flipping off the screen going yeah what else have you got yeah yeah yeah. you know and then the back, before
2: the back third hits, before that back third hits, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. Going, this is entirely pointless, <laughs>
1: right? And then once the back third hits, and then, you, then you're like, okay, all right. I'm, I have to. I have to confess. Um, the back third hit, and I had to go back the first time I watched it from the beginning. Yeah and like pay closer attention and i have to say it was actually set up a lot better than i thought it was yeah for that stuff once
2: the back third hits you're like okay finally a payoff to whatever was building up and like that back third is done well enough that i can ignore some of the shit editing and
1: acting (laughs) right and we'll we'll get into it as we we go from here but but i mean for the
2: outset the story's fine but the execution of it until that back third but and we've had this feels like deja vu because i think we've had this conversation by about a few other movies where we're like everything leading up to the end was just kind of like well it was done well you know like the lead-up was done I'm well i'm thinking
1: last house on massacre street yeah like where the, it was like what the fuck am i watching the and then the lack a back off. third of it like
2: paid off yeah the editing the editing was off the acting's off you know the dialogue's weak and you're just like what are we getting to and then that last part and you're like all right all right you, at least he gave me something at the very end yeah. to kind of hang your hat on you know
1: now Having said that, this is very clearly a Last House on the Left um, mock-up wannabe type flick. Yes. Given the time frame that it was made in. And And the title. Well, and also, you're about to hear it in the trailer. No, really? It very clearly is ripping it off. Oh, God. Yeah. So we're going to take a break here. We're going to play the Legion podcast promo ad. We're going to have some music befitting of Last House on Dead End Street. And when we come back, we will have the dreaded trailer. This will keep
3: it quiet. (laughs)
1: Oh, hi there.
3: I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on LegionPodcasts.com, we we'll
1: you don't actually listen to the music because you're too busy fucking around on your phone and you're not paying attention to the lyrics? No, I wasn't. What Was that? Everything one? about sex murder art by Slayer would offend you. It really? Yeah. The I, I believe the lyrics, you're nothing, an object of animation, a subject of mannequin, beaten into submission, raping again and again. Yeah, that's uh, cool. <laughs> he even has a line in there about the urge to take my fist and defiling every orifice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. So, that's, I mean, it's fitting um, for the movie. They
2: uh, For the movie, it's perfect. Um. Yeah, so has some display sexual anger
1: don't they oh it's a great fucking song i really enjoy that song quite a bit okay i wasn't talking about you but now i am (laughs) well you know what i did not enjoy that much matt what this trailer
0: (laughs) jeez it's only a movie it's only a movie remember it's only a
1: Now, I don't know if that's just the people that are doing the promotion for it later on and trying to make it fit in with that. Are you fucking kidding me? Was that real? They're not the only ones that did that. There's a bunch of these like last house or, you know, house on the edge of or anything like that that was like really trying to mimic it and use that same. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. And even house on the edge of the park hired the same guy who played Krug. It's only a movie. (laughs) Well, it is only a
2: movie. I know. It's just. Oh, man. Come on. It's
1: only a movie. (laughs)
2: It's but, only mean, a trailer. Yeah, it's, it's also,
1: only a movie. And it's also only a trailer. And
2: it's also just fucking nabbing from everything. Jesus. Paper clips. I had a small paper clips of moments because of that. All right. But we start last house on a dead end street,
1: on uh, a dead end street or dead end street.
2: Is it? I thought it was, uh, is it just dead? I think end it's street? just last house on dead end street. Last house on dead end street. Oh, okay. Well then last house on dead end street.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just crossed it out. That, that was a great bit for us here in the studio, <laughs> yeah, but that it. doesn't work over well, the I air. Was, I
2: wasn't going to have you say anything. I was just doing it for you and me to laugh
1: about. Well, that's, it's no fun for the audience to do that well but if yeah, you it is, would have said anything they would have known it's the last house on dead end street but originally i think they wanted to release it as fun house or the fun house uh, nothing fun about that house no well after we
2: open with some credits uh we start with a opening monologue which of course will be
0: our first clip
3: possession and sale of
0: dangerous drugs the state of new york hereby sentences you terence hawkins to one year in the state penitentiary. One year of my life in that lousy, rotten, stinking place, and for what? Passing some lousy drugs. I'll show all what Terry Hawkins can do. I had a lot of time sitting up there, a lot of time to think over just what I do want to do. I think I'm ready for something that nobody ever dreamed of before. All that time up there gave me a lot of time to think, sitting there every day looking out the river, thinking where I've been, where I'm going, what I'm going to do, and all those people really getting to me, all these people. These people do this, that,
5: this, that, this.
0: I'm going to do something for all I'm going to give them something. They never dream. Something nobody's ever done. I'm never sure. I saw what Terry, could
2: do. Terry continues his rant, and the reason I end it there is because we also see a scene cutting in of a man pulling out a woman's intestines. So it's almost like things are cutting in and out here. And uh then it, we keep cutting then to Terry trying to find a way to enter into this building. Uh and then we go back to see this group of people again ravaging this woman who's tied there. So you're you're kinda already thrown off guard with that. So that's actually helped me get into the movie real quick. I'm like, ooh, pulling intestines out. This could get interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a way to set up and have you buy into what it is you're going to have to sit through before you get to that stuff at the yeah. back third of the film. <laughs> that all felt like stuff that producers recut to try and keep people's interest peaked. Because that's, I mean, that's the only thing that kept me in. Yeah, and I the just the looked, end. apparently there's a 175 minute version of this film originally that existed that is uh, only exists now in a film lab somewhere in New York. Well, it can stay there because who knows what else they pumped in there. Yeah, 77-ish minutes is perfect for this film, I think. Like 80 max. Uh, Terry
2: does find a way in through a window. And as he's checking out the place, we see a blind man also roaming around, just kind of just walking. Um,
1: Little reference to Swan Ranch, I think.
2: Yes. And then women, uh, Terry, uh, we then get to Terry propositioning a couple women to be in his movies, and they seem relatively excited to do it, hoping they can make some money
1: out of it. One of them is very squeaky fromish. Yes. The other one has a little Patricia Kernwinkle look to her. <laughs> this is very much a Manson family influenced flick.
2: Yeah. Uh, Terry meets with another filmmaker named Ken. Uh, he Ken keeps talking about a woman who he had sex with named Nancy and uh, that her husband is also like a big time movie guy with connections and money and that Terry should go see him to get his film budgeted that Terry wants to make.
1: While they're all dropping a bunch of uh, uh, homophobic slurs about people all around them constantly yes. in that conversation. Well, yeah,
2: yeah, because the owner of the studio that Palmer works for is supposedly a uh, homosexual man. But they don't use slurs. Or, or
1: just, not necessarily as a homosexual man, or just they are just being derogatory they're, for the sake of being derogatory. Saying,
2: how about this? They're saying he's a homosexual man, but using derogatory terms to describe him.
1: Right, but yeah. I get the feeling that he really isn't. They're just trying yeah. to deride him and make him seem I was less saying, than human because I
2: just of it. Put, yeah, I was just putting that in there because I didn't want to put in, you know, the slurs or anything, but that I'm just trying to put in, well, yeah, I mean, tell, tell people how they're describing
1: him. Jesus, I would have had so much editing to do uh, if yeah. you would have put this dialogue in Yeah, I would the never film. have
2: done that. Um, he also then says, Ken says he also worked in a butcher's like warehouse
1: for a while. Yeah.
2: And uh, was uh, fired from there after he was busted with a uh, boning a dead calf, apparently.
1: Or cow. Yeah. Cow. Something along those lines. I think
2: they said calf, but yeah. yeah. So he was, and he goes, these people just don't understand. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's everyone. No one understands.
1: Okay. The biggest problem I have with this is was that going to become someone else's food? Probably. Because then that's a health risk for the person that is going to become someone else's food. Otherwise, if it was rejected meat that no one cared about and he was about to take it home i'm fine with that
2: you're you're a weird cat aren't you it's fucking dead yeah but it doesn't care you shouldn't be having sex with a dead thing they sex with a dead thing exactly
1: i'm not saying i'm going to I i'm know. just saying that i don't have a problem with that scenario because no one else is going to eat it oh. look if you're gonna have a sandwich you just would be a lot more comfortable knowing no one would have fucked it yet yeah exactly and by yet <laughs> i mean you would before you eat it <laughs> that's, that's that's a, a little paraphrase yeah. what we do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a great line. It's also important to note, too, there was actual footage of uh, cows being butchered whenever they were talking earlier uh-huh. to try and do the same type of trick that Cannibal Holocaust did where yeah. just the animals die on film for yeah, real. Yeah, when he's talking about his time working
2: at the butcher shop, they're showing the butcher cows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He tells Terry to go visit the Palmers
2: and uh, to visit the moneybags man who they have already been slurring, throwing slurs about earlier.
1: So the only reason they keep the guy around is apparently He invests in their movies, but they've been throwing slurs at him because they don't respect him at all. Exactly.
2: Uh and maybe they don't respect him because he is gay, and that's why they're like, We don't respect him for that. You know, I could see that being with these two guys. Uh he also says the blind guy who Terry, who we had seen earlier, actually owns the building Terry's in. He said pretty much just, you know, throw him a couple of girls every now and then and he'll be fine, apparently. I'm like, Jesus.
1: Like if he gets laid once a week, he won't care about anything else and he won't even know what's going on. On or something like that is what they say, yeah. which is very much what happened on Spawn Ranch with the guy who owned that. Oh, okay. Charlie basically would have the girls That's quote, right. unquote, take care of him yeah. or take care of him, uh-huh. if you know what I'm saying, yeah. at the same time. Wait, and wait, that, nudge, nudge. that kept the owner away from what was going on and that let the family stay on the ranch without any big hubbub about it.
2: Yeah. Um, we cut to one girl trying to convince her friend to be in these movies, and that is our next clip.
5: Uh, Pat, what the hell's the difference? Uh, I mean, you have a body, so you use it. I mean, when you're hungry, you gotta do something for money. Like dance, spread your legs, two seconds and it's all over. I don't really see what the big difference is. I don't know. I don't understand you. You have no money, like, big deal. I don't care what the guy looks like. I mean, I don't want him to marry me. I just want a few bucks so I can get some food. What about those... Mm. You know... Hey, Pat, you can't worry about diseases. I mean, when you're hungry, you either do it or you don't. I mean, you want to be sitting down there with the bums with no mm. money? This is such an easy way to make money. Yeah, I I don't care. I don't like that weird stuff, you know? Hey, listen, once you get used to it, you know, you sort of get into it. I mean, it's not fun, but there's nothing else you can do. There was only somebody I could talk to. Even if I did go back, it would be the same. He's probably carrying on a one-way conversation with the television man right now. I must spend more and more time looking at my coffee rather than drinking it. That's what I liked about the man in the bus station last night, buying me a cup of coffee. Really should have been nicer to him, but I knew what he really wanted. All that bullshit crap about how he can't talk to his wife. I wonder how many times I'm going to hear that one. Damn it, no man can talk to his wife and no wife can talk to her husband. There's nothing to say. Still, the offer of a nice warm bed does sound inviting. This time we should have gone with him. Maybe the film will be fun to do. I'm starting to become bored doing nothing. I didn't think I'd feel that way, but I do. Yeah, I know nothing's been happening. Sometimes it's like that. I mean, whenever you make a big change in your life, like you did, there seems to be a void, nothingness, boredom. Maybe you're right. I'm bored now. I thought that feeling was over with. That's what I was going through before I left Ralph. You know, I was becoming a shell, a hollow, numb thing just kind of existing out there. I was staying in my room upstairs all night. We stayed out of each other's ways, you know, but that wasn't working either. I just, I just couldn't have it that way, man. You know, disintegrating and feeling like a corpse. So I decided I'd leave. Once I did, you know, I, I, I couldn't do anything, you know, I had to leave. And I left my husband for this.
2: So, I mean, dude, Lord, who cares if they're not good looking? Gotta eat, right, Court? <laughs> I mean, sure.
5: There's, <laughs> uh,
1: there's other ways to make money without actually having to hook. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they could pretend like they're going to hook and then rob the shit out of some people.
2: Uh, Terry meets up with uh, Bill, who is also a filmmaker, uh, and Terry had uh, apparently ran out on him after, you know, in the past, like in taking footage from him and uh, never returned it. Uh, anyway, uh, Terry forces his way into Bill's little apartment and informs him that he will be his cameraman and to be set and ready to go in one hour.
1: Yeah. So Terry's burned a bunch of bridges before even getting busted for drug dealing, although he says he tried his hand at being a pimp and then started making porn films.
2: Yeah. And then... And he asks if he's making any money doing it, and Bill's like, well, no one can see creative genius anymore, so...
1: Yeah, and so that's what Bill's been doing, too, And that when Terry tried his hand at that, I guess Terry stole some of that footage?
2: Yeah. it's what it sounds like. Or stole film from him and never... Or took it and maybe got arrested, but he had it, so Bill never got it back.
1: Yeah, like it got confiscated and yeah. given the time frame this movie took place in, it probably was destroyed. Yes. Or something. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the it, film doesn't really... T- Tell you, it just lays out a bunch of like just random lets, shit. It just lets you know Terry's just kind of a piece of shit, and and, and he's been using everybody around him yeah, constantly. Yeah. Would you be shocked if I told you at this point in our review that every piece of dialogue was ad libbed? That would not be no.
2: <laughs> yeah, it would be dead set. I'd be more impressed if they could actually line up the dialogue with people moving their mouths. <laughs> how many times I saw ventriloquism happen in this movie apparently
1: yeah and then like it would go from voiceover to like almost synced up to the way the person was talking yeah but it's still the same sound as the voiceover yeah it's bad (laughs) that was bad I was just like when did we get back to the people being
2: cut open because this is getting real bad to have to watch (laughs) you know you know you know a movie like a dialogue is bad when you're actively like waiting for the like the blood to
1: start coming out well that doesn't matter what movie I'm watching I'm actively waiting for the blood to come out I mean but
2: you're fucked up so am
1: i supposed to argue
2: no okay. no i'm just stating a fact here all right <laughs> it's
1: not so like we, the audience doesn't know this already
2: i mean not like i made better i'm pretty sure our secret life of jeffrey dahmer review proved that <laughs> probably
1: just a little bit
2: <laughs> just
1: a bit outside
2: <laughs> uh we cut to you know mr palmer is as bored as hell at a party uh we hear lots of moaning in the background so you're assuming this is kind of one of those you know kind of you know this is a wild party
1: sex toy party yeah um, uh, we Sex toy party. S-
2: we see Mrs. Palmer getting ready for the party, and by getting ready, I mean she's putting on blackface.
1: Yeah, this was uncomfortable, but yeah. at the same time, it's like not, this is going to sound so weird, it's not, I don't know if it was intended to be like that, where it was like a traditional thing, because it's just blacking out her entire face, and then putting like white. Around like a, her lips. Well, not even around her lips, it was just like a white line that went across her lips. It's, it was enough, that's blackface. If I I've know. ever seen it before. <laughs> it's enough to where now, we would go, that's totally black face but like the blackface stuff that i've seen doesn't look like the way that she did it because it was a thin line it wasn't like a big outline to try and accentuate her lips or anything like that that would like i am not here's my problem i'm not defending this it's just that the the, like the look of it would look like she was trying to do something like just this weird offhand look kind of but what happens to her next tells me she was doing this blackface and that they were being real
2: racist about it.
1: I mean, the film is trying to be as offensive Uh, and vile as it possibly can, so I'm not going to argue with you, but I just feel like it's blackface for somebody that doesn't know how to properly do it and make it look like it's supposed to be. I never said they were good at
2: being racist, but they were trying to be racist.
1: It's like the most, oh god, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's like the most weak-sauce blackface I've ever seen. Clip. Clip. (laughs) But it is because it's like it's not even like it. It looks it looks like a baseball fury more than anything, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean you're right that it until is the weak. next scene, until the next scene <laughs> it's happens, weak. until the next scene happens, I didn't even think that's what it was supposed to be. I'm like,
2: what the fuck is she doing? Oh, see, I do right away. I'm like, she's doing blackface. No, you're right. It's a piss poor attempt, but it's an attempt nonetheless. Well, any attempt is fucking
1: violent. Yes, disgusting, exactly. Whether that's, it's weak sauce or not, that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: Whether it was a good or a bad attempt, it was an attempt. Anyway, then in blackface, Mrs. Palmer gets presented by a young boy. Can, can you at least refer to it as weak sauce blackface? Okay. In her weak sauce blackface, <laughs> Mrs. <Clint> Palmer... <laughs> 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 Mrs. Palmer gets presented by a young boy. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck, movie? What the fuck? I mean, Mrs. Palmer is wearing a very sheer negligee. I mean, it's sheer. And she's nude underneath, right? Yeah.
1: I think she's wearing panties, but that's it. <laughs> she's wearing not but blackface and weak sauce yeah. at that. <laughs> I mean, listen, this whole entire scene is a real what the fuck movie. Yeah. 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 Like when when that scene hit, I'm like, I don't know if I want to finish I, this. I almost thought I had to pause it because I didn't want to be at like a
2: fucking record of some you know? Well, once you got it off the Google drive, you uh, were done. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what that van was doing outside my place today.
1: Oh, that's because of another movie that's next
2: week. Oh, oh fucking awesome. Um, anyway, uh, then she... The This is the other part that's terrible. Mrs. Palmer in her get up is then whipped yeah, all she, while the guests she watch
1: gets down on her hands and knees and doesn't take off the robe, right? She just folds nope. it up. So her ass is hanging out. Yeah. And like, it looks like she pulls her panties down to get. And spanked, she doesn't even right? get
2: on all fours. She just gets on her knees.
1: Yeah. And so then she's
2: just on her knees and, and they she, whip her back and, and she
1: pulls up the robe and like, yeah. like up over her head or whatever or yeah. around her neck, or maybe she drops. It. I don't remember. All I know is there's a woman in weak sauce, blackface being whipped and I did not like it. Thank God you added that last part.
2: (laughs) And all the while this is happening... The, the mister is just stroking his cat.
1: Yeah, that's not symbolic in any way.
2: No, exactly right. So they're into some kinky shit, this couple. Yeah, yeah obviously. They are into some weird stuff. I mean, uh, the
1: only thing I have a problem with in this is the black face.
2: Well, and then the little boy presenting her.
1: Yeah, that was weird. That's weird. I thought it was a little person.
2: No, that was a little boy. Another man, Steven, joins Mr. Palmer. And we find out Steven is the head guy at their studio. This is the guy who's all had all the derogatory terms thrown at his way
1: now the way that he is discussing things there do you feel like he may be homosexual or do you feel like they are just being homophobic assholes using a derogatory slur for someone
2: i don't know i don't get any vibe but i don't know how he was supposed he, to be acting he didn't or anything. seem
1: effeminate or anything like that but there then again i mean that's an us, obvious trait
2: yeah but and like it, i said an obvious trait and, and and that would go with the time frame you'd almost they always In had a movie somebody where
1: if they were trying to make it more obvious it yeah. seems to me like he's just or he couldn't act that well I'm I'm just saying that's a very distinct possibility yeah. or maybe they just overdubbed them with somebody who didn't know what the character was supposed to be or yeah. whatever but like it seems to me like all they were doing was just being derogatory for the sake of being derogatory and trying to demean another human being yeah that's yeah. all i was getting but, at yeah
2: yeah that's I mean I think that was the bottom line there so gay or not they still threw derogatory terms around for trying the sake. to
1: demean another human yeah. being Yeah.
2: well anyway he hopes that Palmer has some better photos to show him than he has previously as people are very unhappy uh, with Palmer and because of that they're very unhappy with him he shows him a film of a woman laying in bed and then stripping in a bathroom but Steven says that that's really boring and he needs to be more creative uh, I mean Palmer it's sounds like Palmer has sold himself as a very creative you know adult product peddler I guess for back of a letter, better word
1: yeah but there was nothing all that innovative or like artistic no. or anything from any of the footage that was supposed to be he complains,
2: he complains a lot about money but whatever and then they show his wife there's news photos of his wife with another woman and Stephen's like hey you know if you get your wife into more stuff that might be better for you and Mr. Palmer has a problem with that he goes he, she doesn't really like doing anything else in front of the camera other than these lesbian scenes and he kind of flips out and they're having a lesbian sex scene while the man's flipping out and being pissed off at him
1: kind of ruining it for all of us while we're trying to watch this and enjoy it. we're trying to enjoy this and you're being a dick yeah shut the fuck up yeah He tells Palmer to get in touch with
2: Terry as he is doing something very different in the film world, and they want to work with him. Um, Terry, we cut to now Terry, he puts these clear masks on the girls, and he wears like a large Greek statue mask. Um, That was a papier-mâché head. Yeah, but it was supposed to be in that style of like a a, a Greek statue. You know, it's white with the beard. Yeah,
1: it looked like it was supposed to be a Greek Greek statue head that got knocked off. They carved it out and turned it into a mask or something along those lines. Exactly. It's yeah. what
2: it's, I'm just trying to give her what I do. I mean, don't get me looks wrong. Like.
1: It looked fucking cool, but yeah. it was very clearly made out of papier-mâché, but it looked really well-made.
2: Yeah. Uh, they have the blind man tied to a post, and the girls start fondling him uh, as uh, crazy bills watching and videoing, and we kind of cut away filming. at that point. There
1: wasn't video back then. Bit filming. I'm sorry. He's filming. Well, if there was video, it was like in a studio.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we cut back to Mrs. Palmer is uh, getting ready, and she hears a knock at the door, and it It's Terry. Uh, As Terry talks to her, he makes his way inside, saying that, you know, he uh, knows their mutual friend, Ken. And this, you know, gets, of course, Mrs. Palmer's interest because she's had relations with Ken.
1: Yeah, right. Ken fucked her. Yeah. And Mr. Palmer's okay with... Set it up. Yeah, and he's totally, like, into being cuckolded. I guess. Like, he doesn't watch, but he likes to know that other men are tapping his wife when he's not around. Yeah. I guess. If you do, yeah. I mean, once you got okay with your wife being in blackface and whipped in front of groups. Especially one small boy. Uh, You're pretty much all right with a lot of things, I think. You're really fixated on the fact that there was a kid in the room during this. (laughs) That fucking bothers me a little
2: bit, yeah. Uh, (laughs) They make uh, some small talk, and Terry asks uh, where her husband is. uh, Because he's looking for him to get an opinion on a film he gave to Terry uh, or he, on a film he gave to Mr. Palmer. Terry then heads up the stairs and he brings up Ken and her and Mrs. Palmer hooking up. She then asks if her husband set all this up. He goes, what did you think? And seduces her and they bone.
1: Not so much as he seduces her as he jumps on top of her and doesn't give her a chance to really say no. And yeah. she seems to be somewhat into it but doesn't really. This first time she's into it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The second time we'll get to here in a little bit and I'm not all that positive.
1: There's a moral gray area on whether or not this is assault, but the that line becomes very hardly defined later on.
2: Yes, right now I don't think this times assault, but I think here at about five minutes, is going to be assault. So uh, then we cut to Terry's movie uh, as uh, I believe Steven is watching it. And it shows him strangling the blind man to death. Terry and the girls leave, but the camera stays there and it goes back filming the man just kind of like just standing there, but he's like tied to a post, So he's kind of leaning off dead.
1: Yeah, he's tied up and it's holding him up, but he yeah. is laying over the side and dead. They killed him. Yeah. So instead of having the girls throw him a bone once a week, they just decided to murder him so he's no longer a problem.
2: Yes. And film it for a snuff film. Flip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Palmer, they're laying in bed in their afterglow, and she asks Terry, How did he make it look so realistic? He says, If she really wants to know the secret, it actually is real. And as they continue to talk, she doesn't think it's very funny. He gets very mad, and he asks her if she thought they would all get away with it. When she asks what he's talking about, he accuses her, Stephen, and her husband of stealing his movie releasing it and claiming it as their own. Then I believe he says he wants to do something else and this is the point where I think he actually
1: rapes her. Yeah, he jumps on top of her yeah, and she does goes. clearly say no at some point and tells yeah. him to stop and he just puts his hand over her mouth. Yep, and then and rapes then, her. Then rapes her, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: then Terry says to make sure as he's leaving to tell that she tells her husband that he was there on business. And then he makes a phone call to Steven and that is our next clip. Yeah, what do
0: you want? Oh, it's you, Terry. How have you been? It's good to hear from you. What? Uh, gee, no, I'm really kind of tied up and I think I'll be too busy to be able to make it. Oh, you'll make it all right, Steve, because I'm gonna make sure you make it. Now listen to me, buddy boy. Just make sure you're there today at 6 p.m. And do me a favor. Try and get in touch with your buddy, uh, Palmer and his wife. Try to get a hold of her, too. And, uh, what's that girl's name? Susie. Susie, yeah, try to get a hold of Susie, too. It's worth your
2: while. well Steve shows up and after going through this abandoned building, uh, asking where everyone is, he has all these spotlights turned on on him and then is attacked and knocked out by one of the ladies. He wakes up and he's tied up with uh, both Nancy and Susie and Mr. Palmer.
1: And this is where the film gets my interest. Yes, this is when it starts to pump it up
2: a bit. Terry is there and he tells them that he's going to share a secret of his films. The secret of why they all look so realistic. He then tells them to cut down Susie as they do they tie her up and he keeps like whispering fortunately this is really I was almost gonna clip this but it was so hard for me to even hear yeah and I had headphones in Mm -hmm. and and make out that I didn't clip it it's a lot of just like almost reassuring her and then it almost sounds like chanting and then almost sounds like they're trying to brainwash her into thinking that she shouldn't be scared and nothing's ever gonna hurt her or if it does hurt it'll be momentary and then it turns into it's gonna hurt but it's gonna be on film and it's gonna be you know for a higher purpose
1: that's at least what I thought i heard i think you're giving the film too much credit on that one
2: yeah i don't know man it was weird but it
1: it was definitely a bunch of mumbly shit that i didn't understand nor even try to okay because it wasn't until what's about to happen happens that i got my interest peaked i i tried listening to that like four or five times so yeah when i was like watching it i'm like okay what the fuck and then the next thing that takes place is the thing that made me kind of go back and want to like figure out what was going on more well here's
2: what they do the first thing they do is they brand her right on her chest
1: and the shape of the cross looks an awful lot like the fucking blue oyster cult symbol, doesn't
2: it It, yeah it really does (laughs) and then after they do that they keep talking to her and then terry cuts her throat killing her um we cut to terry now has like they have built like a makeshift office and he has palmer in there and they're having a quote-unquote meeting and that is our next clip so you want to make a movie and you'd like me to put up the
0: money can I afford it? Why, sure I can afford it. I can afford anything, Palmer. But I do want to come along just to protect my investment. I and mean, then we all like to protect our investments, don't we, Palmer? Now, let's see, we need some actors. You're making a horror film. I told you you were making a horror film, didn't I, Palmer? Now, to do a good horror film, you gotta have some good actors. Now I'm not too sure where we'll get some actors. You're just gonna have to do the best you can with what you find outside. Now, of course, you can use my cameraman. I'm glad to give him to you. Uh-huh. And when it's all over, you let me be <coughs> the judge. I'll tell you how good your film is, Palmer. <laughs>
1: yeah. So this whole movie up to this point, when this scene happens, I'm like, okay, so this is a really frustrated filmmaker who's tired of dealing with all the horseshit of making films and not being able just to do what they want to do and be creative, channeling all of that anger and frustration into this film, which then got misinterpreted because of the way it was released as a actual snuff film Yeah, about a filmmaker who was frustrated. So it was almost like a trick meta thing that ended up happening with this. Like, yeah, and that's when my interest got peaked, and that's when I'm like, okay, this film deserves a more of a shot than what I was giving it initially. Well, so, now it does. Yeah, now but, this part does. I mean, right, but like, what I what I ended up doing is I stopped it here and I went back, which I think we're over halfway through the film.
2: Yeah, we are. No, we are way more than halfway. So like that 40, court ends 40, 40, at
1: 49:54. So yeah, so it's yeah, like it's literally the back third of the film. Yeah. I went back and watched the other two thirds of the film again from this point. The first day I watched it.
2: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything like that. I just watched it through three times. <laughs> it's kind of what I do.
1: Still watched it more than me. But yeah. what I did was I felt like, okay, there's something more going on that I missed. I need to go back and yeah. give this my full attention.
2: Um, well, then they have Palmer outside and he's supposed to be directing a love scene. Uh, Terry's pretty much mocking Palmer as the rest of the group just kind of prances around and screws around. And it's
1: they, Manson family shit is yeah. what they're doing. They're doing a very exactly. heavily influenced Manson family-esque type thing.
2: Then they say that Palmer doesn't want to direct either more he wants to be in the movie. Well, Palmer's able to escape somehow and he runs up some fire escape stairs getting all the way to the top of the building. However, there is no escape for him and Terry corners him and then kind of beats him later or beats him up. We cut then back inside and we see that Ken has uh Mr. Palmer there and he says, "Watch what happens to his nice white shirt." Takes him off kind of screen, stabs him a couple times so now he's bleeding
1: through. This is how you know for sure it was not a snuff film because there's no way they would do the stabs off screen if it were a snuff yeah, film. Yeah, a snuff
2: film, they'd stab them right there and then yeah, show like it. every snuff film I've ever seen... Whoa, well, dude, you said you weren't going to talk about it anymore. Right. Okay, I had nightmares for a week about that shit. Don't invite me to viewing parties
1: anymore, all right? Shut up, Matt. Some people tried to enjoy it. <laughs> No, but in all reality, the yeah. idea of snuff is it's supposed to be the quote-unquote pornography of murder Yeah, is the idea for snuff. It's supposed to be you get off on watching someone get killed on screen. So when you let them run out of the camera's view to quote-unquote stab them, you effectively eliminate it and get rid of your money shot for that. Exactly, The thing that people are paying so much for and are risking life mm-hmm. in prison and or execution yeah. for, yeah. you're denying them. Well, so what's the point? So that's yeah one of the ways that I would argue argue with someone who was trying to tell me in that, was 70s, real. that it was real and this was a snuff film is no they wouldn't have let that guy run off screen they would have dragged him back before they stabbed him
2: and then he kind of breaks free but then Terry just ends up beating the shit out of him until he dies he beats him to death uh, while screaming that it's his movie and that he's the director and he'll make the movie so I mean that was all on Palmer taking Terry's original snuff film of the blind guy and yeah. t- I, apparently selling it as his own right yeah so it, and it made everyone happy um, so then Nancy and Steve are arguing about as they're still tied up if this is all real or not. With Steve trying to convince her that this is real, her husband isn't doing any of this. That they're in some real trouble, and she's about to find out that she is next up. Uh, As they tie her to a table, they use a hacksaw to cut off both her legs, Uh, and then they use garden shears and they pretty much gut her using garden shears. Yeah, yeah, and they start and all the while they're all doing this at like different points. They use smelling salts to make sure she's still awake for it
1: yeah because she passes out like with one leg they wake her up for the second leg then they wake her up to gut her yeah they try to wake her up after the gutting her but she's already bled out yeah she's
2: dead but yeah they this is where they take and this is the scene from the beginning of the movie where they playing with all her guts and all that kind of stuff and
1: and it looks like these are actual animal guts they may possibly be cow guts or some other types of intestines maybe from a pig or something along those lines but they are very clearly real intestines yes the reason that they did the butchering at the beginning of the actual animals is so that your mind automatically thinks, well, if they showed me that, then what else are they going to show me? And it helps make you think that what you're seeing is real. Yeah. And using real guts like that, especially in the time frame that they're using it in, uh-huh. could be enough of a drive. I mean, it was really shocking and horrified people even just in 79 when Dawn of the Dead did it. Yeah, exactly. With actual animal guts. There's something about seeing the real stuff there on film that tricks your brain into thinking that because those are real guts coming out of a bloody sheet, that that's a real thing that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really simple shortcut to use and that's why they did it so much in a lot of these films. And also you don't have to build fake guts to do that. Yeah, exactly.
2: You just even put them in the, a little
1: pouch, cut everything open, and let everything happen. Yeah, even if the intestines may stink really really bad, it gets yeah. it on film and it, and it is a shortcut to make your brain think it's real. Exactly.
2: Um so now Steve is last. Uh he actually tries to make a run for it but is caught. One of the girls uh, removes her mask and takes off her clothes. Uh, uh, and she has a goat hoof in between her legs. So she takes off her top.
1: Yeah. And she
2: is I, well, standing there. She takes there. off her pants at least. Now, I don't know if she takes off her underwear, but.
1: No, no. She just undoes her. Did fly. she only undo the fly? Okay. Because yeah, they put these like weird. I didn't goat- know if she pulled it
2: down after she had did the fly no. or not.
1: So this is a really bizarre scene because there's someone standing behind her holding goat hooves up above yes. her head. And then they try to make it look like they left her and then the goat hoof stayed while she walks forward. Uh huh. But then there's a couple of shots where when it's very clearly the person still holding the goat, goat hoofs yeah. behind her. And then they do the thing with the goat hoof coming out. And from the distance, it looked like it was supposed to be a severed dick yeah. of one of the other dudes that they're going to try and force this guy to do what they're about yep. to do. And I can imagine like seeing it on a really distorted footage in like a theater yeah, where you might actually think that's what's going on. Yes. And that would trick your brain. Oof. And I, I could see where that would be like even more disturbing. yeah. But for some reason, like a severed Johnson from another person person less disturbing than this shit being simulated with a hoof for me. And I'm, it's either way I was disturbed by it. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. It's it really disturbing that what the way that they do it because yeah. it's just basically trying to degrade the guy.
2: Yeah, because again, uh, with the go hoof between her legs, they force him to blow it pretty much to uh, give it fellatio. Uh, I didn't
1: notice if they actually showed it being simulated in any way, shape or yeah, form. On I, film. I saw his mouth on it. Like there's, a, there's a scene it. where like it's a, there's a mirror reflected and it looks like uh, his mouth pulled away but I didn't remember actually seeing. I think, yeah. Okay, so you think it it did happen, and I'm like, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I think it did happen. You know what we need to do then? we watch it again? We're going to pause it and go right to that scene. (laughs)
2: Yeah, 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 All right. (laughs)
1: heavily implied, but they don't actually he, show the actor he, with it in his mouth. No, he licks it a couple times, and that's no, Well, it. no, the guy's fingers in his that mouth trying to force it open. And, to, yeah. And like it looks like he's trying to push it in there. So like the guy's fighting and resisting the yeah. whole entire time. Either way, it's still like this horribly degrading. It's still horrific. obviously implied that they're doing it, but I don't think they actually make him um, like on screen. You don't ever actually see it. I think it's definitely heavily implied that he did, though. Yeah. And I, I mean, the scene where it's supposed to be the widescreen where like that's all he has. I mean, that's, I think that's it's implied that they forced him to do it, but what you were saying is that you thought you saw it actually in his mouth on screen and I was positive that he that they they did, but yeah, uh, no, I mean granted, they're heavily implying that that's supposed to happen, but what I was getting at is the actor himself didn't Didn't, actually have to do Oh, I got you. Okay.
2: Okay. May I just misheard you? Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, he's able to escape once
2: more and as he makes his way through the building, he comes into a room and is blinded again by spotlights. The The crew now have a power drill and they bash it right into Steve's eye. Socket killing him.
1: oh uh, they go very slowly. Yes, and drill into what looks like a very real eye that's just sitting out there. Yeah, but it's not in his head.
2: No, but it's, very it's still outside of his head.
1: Yeah, it's gross, but at the same time, you're like, that's just an eyeball that's just sitting there. Yeah, I mean, come on, movie, <laughs> come on, movie. If you're gonna drill an eye, at least put it in like a cadaver or yeah, something that's something. believable, or just a,
2: a paper mache head. Even if you do, yeah, do something. something, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I'd say bash, but
1: yeah, I mean, they well and also so it's an eye violence. The yeah. Eye trauma is not your thing. It's not the best. But again, so I'm going to sit here and describe it to make even, sure it's Even described. this
2: one wasn't terrible for me because of why you just said it, it was yeah. obviously not in the head. Yeah. The, the one in the Miss Aggie stories was worse. Yeah.
1: A yeah, lot that, worse. That was serious. That was some That was some
2: serious stuff there. And that looked really real. Yeah. Yeah. Um. As they back away from his dead body at one of a the time, there is a voiceover and it is our
0: final clip. Hawkins, Kenneth Hardy, Catherine Hughes, Patricia Hune, and William Drexel were all later apprehended and are in the state penitentiary. Roll
1: credits. Now, according to what I read, the little diatribe at the end there that they had to all get caught in her in the penitentiary, Yes. that was something that really pissed off uh, Watkins. He mm-hmm. was not happy about that. That's something the producers did. Yeah. Proving, once again, all of the shit that he was pissed off about and angry about being thrown into this film is stuff the producers will actually even do to this film.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I also saw Robert said it was for a crystal
1: meth addiction. Meth. Crystal yeah. meth addiction. Yes. In Robert, the early 70s. That's what Robert st- Dated, so. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that would have been like Crank, I think they mm-hmm. would have called it back then. Probably. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that guy was a trailblazer. That's allegedly. That <laughs> allegedly. It was yeah.
1: I think even Robert was very careful to say yeah. that this was allegedly That's what allegedly, happened. folks. Yeah, what happened? No litigation here. Okay. So regardless of however much this movie was made on, whether it was $3,000 in the 70s or $800 and then 2200 of it allegedly on meth yeah. <laughs> of a crystalline form, Uh, the end product of the film is really frustrating two-thirds of this film kind of boring it's rough to watch it's rough to get to that last yeah. third and it's intentionally that way i think they tried to make this as uneven ugly wart build hateful nihilistic shit as they possibly could and then load it up with the stuff that they knew that would sell in the back third of the film yeah just to like like the first two-thirds of the film is that way like they did all that shit to the first two-thirds of the film and then the back third of the film is loaded up with the kind of shit that gore hounds would want to watch to try and prove something something to you as an audience saying that you you sitting here watching this for you. your entertainment you are a dumb motherfucker who sat through all this other stuff that's me ranting and full of hate and just nihilism and blackface woman being whipped with a little boy in the room in and all this small child yeah all this other fucked up shit you sat through all of that just for this shit because you're disgusting and that's what you want and this is all you deserve yeah like I feel like this film is an indictment of the people watching it. It's definitely as, supposed to point a finger at you. Yeah, it's pointing a finger at you. It's pointing a finger at the producers that would give him the money to make it. It's pointing a finger at everybody and it's this weird crazy hodgepodge fever dream of just angry resentment towards everything. Yeah, Because I'm a tortured artist he's, and he's, no one understands me. He's angry
2: and he, he's angry at so many things he doesn't exactly know where to point one finger. So he just throws a bunch of darts at a board and hopes everything hits. And
1: it's not even that it's like a handful of broken glass just thrown into the air it's not
2: even a nice dart
1: yeah it's just like fucking just like a nail bomb going off is what this movie is yeah and then whatever it hits it hits and it doesn't fucking care care because he hates everything yeah it's just like this total like ball of rage just exploding in in a a film and you kind of have to admire that
2: I, I admire the fact that he had the balls to put it out there.
1: Well, and he didn't really because it... Well, I mean, he didn't even know it got put out until many years later, but like put, in 79. I mean, he made it to, yeah. for it to be put out. But you then... Know. How much of this is compromised, and then how much of this proves the point of everything he's trying to say with what the producers did with it to try what's and that, sell it?
2: What's that hundred
1: and some minute one like? Yeah, like I wonder what's in that 175 one. 175 minutes. I don't even want to fucking know. I don't either. I don't think I could go 90 minutes of this type of film. Like, no. I wouldn't have wanted to sit through it. No. Like 77 like when fir- minutes. Again, when
2: I first saw it, it said an hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. This is either going to be something really important, have a funny story, or have like an interesting story to it, or it's porn. As I went through, I'm like, hey, okay, it's not porn, so it's got to be something else. <laughs> but I'm like, this is... Fucking just, I don't know, man. I and don't get me wrong. Some of those the effects at the end with with Nancy and her her murder really well done. Yeah, for on the film and yeah. all that. Yeah, but other than that, I don't know if it was enough to make me like the story behind the film is kind of cool.
1: I but, think that's the urban myth about the film. Yeah. is vastly when more interesting it, of a story than watching the film itself. When I
2: watch it. That does not it, for as good of work as I thought that was for yeah. the time. It, it does not help the rest of the. movie So the back third of the film doesn't redeem the two thirds you had to sit to before it. It does not. It's not oomph
1: enough. See, the anger and the frustration and the hatred that was in this film. Yeah. After I got to the back third, don't get me wrong, because the first -hmm. first time through the first two thirds of the film, I was the same way where I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like once it all clicked for me in the back third of the film and I went back and rewatched it, I felt that frustrated, quote unquote, artist feeling that they were going for. And I'm like, it started speaking to me. And I'm like, I really get what you're trying to do here. You're making a beautiful landing at the wrong airport, but yeah. I get what you're trying to do here. Any, It's like the most beautiful swing at a strikeout I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. It really is. Like, it's one of those, like, you're watching maybe a guy going to, like, tee off and golf. And he has the most beautiful swing you've ever seen. And when he gets done, the ball's still on the tee. So while that swing looked perfect, he didn't contact anything.
1: Yeah. Or or maybe, like, he's splicing and it's like Jackie Mason's splice for <laughs> uh Uh, Caddyshack too Where it turns around And comes back Or
2: worse The swing looks beautiful He makes connection With the ball But for some reason The ball just pops up In the air And lands right next To the tee (laughs) (laughs) So
1: you made some connection But it didn't go anywhere It's like my first Five or six relationships (laughs) I thought I had a connection Turns out I was being used (laughs)
2: Yeah 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 (laughs) Or you were using
1: somebody No Matt No you never used anybody No that's not true Okay (laughs) It just wasn't in my first five or six. (laughs) No, it's oh, like I don't know how else to describe it other than like it's just a, it's the most glorious swing and a miss you're ever gonna get. Yeah, you know,
2: <laughs> it was a great idea, but whoever couldn't control their rage enough to actually implement it, or maybe needed too much crystal meth, allegedly, <laughs> to really put it out there in something that can that would have worked. But yes, the, like like you said, the swing was beautiful. It just didn't connect with anything. <laughs> Yeah, it points to the stands and then bunts. It's okay. How about this? If you want to go major league, he threw a 105 mile per hour fastball. Only it was way outside. <laughs> wow. <Wild thing. laughs> you walk everything. <laughs> it's too high. It's fucking gone. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, it's just. God damn the intent was there. Yeah. The try was there. It was a beautiful try, but
1: it didn't do it. <laughs> Well, and again, for a film that was originally budgeted at three grand and did whatever it was that it was going to do and was however much was actually spent on it ended up being 175 odd minutes that was then cut down to what we now have. And we have no idea what the original intent of the actual film is. Yes. This is all we have. And this is all we can go off of. It's really intriguing. And it's a lot more interesting to talk about the behind the scenes stuff and what was we think was going on than to actually talk about what was happening on screen.
2: And I don't think you want that well, well you definitely maybe, don't want that as a filmmaker we don't care we're, we're we're having a good time talking about it yeah i'm saying if you were if you're involved with the film and holds oh, anybody could talk about is it, the backstage shit well you're, you're fucked your film's fucked
1: <laughs> well i mean i almost want to see a behind the scenes movie made about the making of this film
2: yeah right well i mean that's always like any type of stuff when the backstage or behind the scenes stuff becomes a bigger story you're doing like when, the room uh, the room christian bale in his terminator movie because all anybody could talk about was when he freaked out the oh guy good for you <laughs> it's useless now isn't it you and me man we're done professionally i mean that's all anyone could think
1: about so this big the, what, what you what punch was, your mother with that mouth yeah,
2: yeah i fucking love that family guy wow you punch your mother with that mouth but, <laughs> i ate that cake oh well it's useless now well it's sustaining me <laughs> But old, I remember how that was supposed to be like the big movie of that summer. Yeah, because Christian Bale was coming off the the the, the uh, Batman, the, stuff, the Batman yeah. stuff, and he was he was white hot as an actor, and everyone was like, "This is gonna be an awesome Terminator movie because he's gonna be you know fucking uh, John shit. Connor, John Connor. He's gonna yeah. be John Connor, but we're gonna get a movie about John Connor in the actual day."
1: Clearly done talking about Last House on Dead End Street. Oh,
2: oh, well, I'm kind of. I'm getting there, but <laughs> but olds you got then throughout that whole summer because of that audio clip was just the backstage stuff and that movie did do shit <laughs> like no one was interested in it anymore and yeah. also probably christian bale got oversaturated that summer with everything
1: he was doing so oh i
2: would totally agree
1: yeah. yeah but
2: either way when you're too busy
1: about talking about behind the scenes stuff that means or talking about christian bale from like five years ago yeah, yeah. or more
2: that means that what was actually in the movie wasn't interesting enough to hold a conversation on and it sounds a lot better to talk about your back stage things. And that's bad. Well,
1: and I think a lot of this has to do with the hype around people 100% believing it was actually a snuff film. And there's another film that was made by a contemporary filmmaker, actually um, someone that you and I have been covering quite extensively lately on the show, Roberta Finlay. Okay. She worked with, I believe her husband at the time, and they made a film called Snuff that was actually supposed to be, the idea was that there was an actual snuff going on in, in that film. Oh, wow. And like somebody bought into it at some point to where it got banned in some country or whatever mm-hmm. but the controversy surrounding that film is what sustained it yes just like with this film but then this film disappears from the market for multiple lawsuits and all this other weird shit that's going on and it like then shows up like in the sev- like late 70s like 77 and then the original filmmaker that made it didn't even realize it was a thing till he got stopped on the street being recognized as a guy pulling out the guts in 79 yeah and so all these weird myths and legends develop around this film and that sustains it as well to the point where we're still talking about it to this day and vinegar syndrome's trying to restore it for a full you know huge fucking release it's been taking them forever to do yeah and you just wonder, did they get a hold of the 175 minute version and jesus christ are we gonna have to cover that
2: yeah well if they ever release it i'm assuming yes we're gonna have to fucking cover that (laughs) so i'm kind of hoping they never find it
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah there's so many weird myths and behind the scenes stuff and i want to see that that's the movie i want to see is the the making the making of of this like like they did with like the you're room where back you, room. you get yeah where you get the the it's behind just, the scenes like like they did with the room with uh yeah. the disaster artist or yeah, whatever you just that go in there was. and there's
2: like piles of crystal meth everywhere and you're
1: like okay well now we see that well clearly there would not be piles left over yeah yeah left twenty <laughs> two hundred dollar habit would not leave very much left over after you were done that is something else man i know from it's, hanging out with you
2: no hey listen i never got into crystal meth because
1: i don't like chemistry <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, that. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> well, Matt sits here and does a six foot line of cleanser. We're gonna play another promo for another podcast. We're gonna have a little bit more music befitting of Last House on Dead End Street. And when we come back, we will have some Psyop news. <laughs>
2: That you come to the right place. My name is Gary and I am your guide to Cinnamon Beef Podcast. Every episode we not only deliver film reviews, we also dismantle some of your favorite and most hated films, sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse. Hey, 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 you shut your
3: face! If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your out like a
2: puppet! Alright, calm down, calm down. Every show I hope to have a new co-host, podcasters, listeners alike. That's right, I'm talking to you people. I take all comers.
5: You're slats.
2: That's not very nice. The only rule is, well, let's ask the best cooler in the business.
4: All you have to do is follow three simple rules. 1. Never underestimate your
0: opponent. Expect the unexpected. 2. Take it outside.
4: Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And 3. Enough. So join the insanity
5: and please,
2: vent your frustrations. I'm available on shoe, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. And remember, here at the 7 Beef Podcast, if you got beef, I've got the grinder.
5: Butter, butter, butter.
1: Excited to dance and sing along to someone singing all murder, all gods, all fun. Uh, Fucking man, that sounds catchy. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's Samhain for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Salwin. Even though the band pronounces it Samhain, it's actually technically pronounced Salwin the way that you're supposed you, to pronounce are you it. Are going to
2: anger people if you don't I pronounce really, it one way I or don't, I
1: don't know, but it's like Salwin is the actual like, fucking name. holiday that like yeah. our Halloween is based around anyway. Yeah. So, you know, that's the proper way to pronounce it. Although, because of the band, I've been calling it Samhain for I don't know how fucking long. <laughs> Just because that's me. And yeah. that's, the, that's the way that the band's name has always been pronounced as far as I know it. I got you. But I don't know a lot about anything. But do you know what I do know about Matt? What do you know? That I need to get some psion news.
2: Uh, we don't do it often but the sports ball story. so we're gonna be pushing the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. There you go. Uh, Pittsburgh doctor claims Antonio Brown repeatedly farted in his face and owes him $11,500. So that wall, that's a pretty good idea. All right. For anybody who doesn't know, Antonio Brown's a wide receiver currently playing for the New England Patriots, but he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is out of Pittsburgh. A Pittsburgh area doctor is the latest to file a lawsuit against former Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown. Monroeville's Dr. Victor Presk has filed a lawsuit in Pennsylvania claiming that Brown owes him eleven thousand. dollars Five hundred dollars in unpaid fees. Not only that, according to the New York Post, Dr. priss claims Brown repeatedly farted in his face and laughed about it during a consultation where he showed up three hours late. What's with all that asshole creep? Put right? it in the butt. Dr. priss said he was wary of signing Brown because he's flighty, reputation for not paying his bills. Sports Illustrated reported. Tear TM- in
1: your
4: rectal passage.
2: TMZ even obtained a video of the appointment in August of 2018, where Brown could be heard farting and laughing about it as. Pris tests his body fat.
1: My asshole actually sweat. So he's using calipers around the bodily area where the buck and ass is resting and the guy's farting literally in his face while he's yep. doing it. Yeah. More than likely well nude. So if any of that pops it? out while it's happening, yeah. it's hitting the doctor right in the face. Dude, My this. asshole
4: actually sweat.
1: That's fucking disgusting. That is
2: gross. Yeah, t- uh, It seemed childish to me, Pris told Sports Illustrated. To say the least, I'm a doctor and this man is farting in my face. Fuck.
1: And I'm pretty <laughs> sure the drug taste is just going to ruin the taste of man meat. Uh, clip. Also clip. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you Pr- want to watch ass and eat popcorn, Chris, Chris
2: uh, runs Chris orthopedics and wellness in Monroeville. He filed the suit earlier this month. The new allegation are part of a sports illustrator report in which another woman accused Brown of sexual misconduct in 2017 in Pittsburgh. The first accusation came days after the wide receiver was released from the Oakland Raiders and signed with the New England Patri- Patriots. Hours later, his former trainer filed a federal lawsuit against Brown, accusing him of three separate accounts of sexual assault and rape. That's now, my fetish. Now the Sports oh, Illustrated early repor- Fuck, jeez, man. Now the Sports <laughs> Illustrated Report details the story of an anonymous woman who claims she was hired by Brown to paint a mural of him in his Pittsburgh home. According to the report, Brown, Brown flirted with her and made her uncomfortable before the atmosphere curdled. The woman told Sports Illustrated that she was kneeling and painting when she turned to find Brown standing behind her, naked, <coughs> holding a small hand towel over his genitals. That's my fetish. Fuck, man, Antonio Brown. If that's real, it's fucked up. So we're going to be pushing the Christian agenda. i right down there. your fucking throat, kinda. But I wanted to do this one. Yeah, Secret Service wants jet skis to protect the Trumps. They Put it st- in the butt. They state the first family is very active in water
1: sports. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newsweek. Somebody's trolling him. Yeah, if they're new- saying the family's active in water sports, uh-huh. even the Secret Service, Service has had enough. With them. Yeah, the United States Secret
2: Service wants to purchase two jet skis that would be used to train agents and help protect President Donald Trump along with his friends and family while at a vacation properties located near the water, that such as at a
1: Bukkake mouth party,
2: such as this exclusive South Florida Mar a Lago resort, according to an order request posted Shut Monday. up! Are
1: you talking about penises? The Shut federal, up!
2: Are you talking about penises? <laughs> the federal agency requested two Kawasaki jet skis, watercrafts that each. Retail from nine from uh nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine to over fifteen thousand dollars. Your silicone <laughs> penis budget is out of control. The request noted security challenges that special agents face when traveling with Trump to play to places such as Mar-a-Lago and the Hamptons. President Trump and his family spend several weeks throughout the year in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, and the Hamptons in New York. What's with fa- all that asshole creep? Isn't this the same guy who said President Obama took too many vacations?
1: You mean a fucking horrible hypocrite? with orange fucking colored skin yes yeah Yeah,
2: that's him the cognitive dissonance is fucking unbelievable with this asshole he's working Matt.
1: it's different no it's not he's in his fabulous fabulous marago resort it's wonderful the eclairs are incredible
2: you know before everything is perfect before you went over the top with it when you first started that was like a perfect impression of him with sound yeah you don't want to go too exact though because that's scary shit (laughs) but you A weird headspace. Fuck uh, that shit. <laughs> uh, President Trump and his family spent uh, several weeks at it. the first. Family is very active in water sports. The request reached, which yes. was first highlighted by Washington-based WRC
1: TV reporter Scott McFarland. Yes, President Trump is very much into water sports. Everybody.
2: Yes, uh, several family members, along with their guests, participate in open water activities for which USSS Special Agent Rescue Swimmers are responsible. The request continues. SA's have rented watercraft with their uh, own personal funds to allow them to be near uh, our protectees in various water environments to fulfill the rescue swimmer mission. Speaking
1: of the president's micro penis time, it's micro penis time, right? It's micro penis time. It's micro penis time. Well, that story was fucking useless, other than the fact but, that we could make reference to the fact that the Trumps are really into water sports. That's that's why I wanted to do that one, and also that's my fetish to think about the president and All his right. water sports.
2: And then this one comes from our very own court up. from the Miami Herald Florida couple had sex in the back of a police car after DUI arrests cops say old cops are bumbling dummies there is a time and place <laughs> for everything and more often than not that place is rarely in the back of a police car jizz. a Florida couple face a list of charges after a deputy said that they had sex in the back of his patrol car they sex with a dead thing you know I see this county a lot the Nassau County it's almost like they're concentrated
1: well either that or it's just a really big County in Florida. I don't know which.
2: Yes, the Nassau County uh, deputy originally arrested 31-year-old Aaron Thomas and 35-year-old Megan Mundano on DUI charges, and then things get a little frisky in the backseat. You can't pay your bail.
1: Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy.
2: According to an arrest report, a deputy observed the couple riding bikes with no lights in the middle of South Fletcher Avenue. After they narrowly escaped being hit by a car, the deputy pulled them over. He noted that the couple smelled
1: from alcohol and had bloodshot
2: eyes so
1: they got pulled over for biking while intoxicated yes <laughs>
2: wow eventually the deputy placed the couple in the backseat of his patrol car that's when the couple started going at it the deputy quote, saying sweat quote while i was outside of my patrol vehicle megan and aaron took their clothes off and started to have sex
1: this is not the sickness with which i am down <laughs>
2: When he opened up the door to stop them, Aaron was naked and Megan had her pants down. Thomas, while being removed from the vehicle, somehow managed to escape the grasp of the deputy and took off running through a nearby parking lot. With his pants off. Yes, he was later caught behind a cold stone creamery. And there's
1: a lot of weighing around while he's running.
2: Yes. The sheriff's office had an extra theft charge after deputy said he took the handcuffs with him during his brief time on the lam.
1: Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, man. They charged him with stealing the Even handcuffs. Even though he was handcuffed. Yeah. Yeah. They charged him with stealing them. Yeah.
2: Wow. I know, right? God could, that's damn. some bullshit, man. Old cops are bumbling dummies.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the only reason he didn't get shot in the back or anything like that is because he wasn't a black man. Yeah,
2: he's white. So yeah. uh
1: there's your privilege right there. Yeah, that's that is textbook privilege. So As they were trying to drag him away, he kept screaming, I got Botox in my scrotum.
2: It, well, I mean, you know, looking at these people, I don't know if he can afford those treatments. I'm just saying. He also was screaming, My gummy as cure for cancer. He might have been saying that. This is Florida. Thomas and Mondo are being held at a detention facility in Nassau County. Uh, her bond was set at $12,508, and Thomas is being held without bond. Uh, they both have extensive rap sheets. Most recently, Thomas served 46 days for assaulting a law enforcement officer, while Mondarno uh, recently served 60 days for a parole violation stemming from a prior conviction.
1: I'm not even sure it's, like, wrong to assault an officer. No, it's still wrong. No, I am pretty sure it's okay. No, it's 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 wrong. No, I mean it's not legal. I'm yeah. just saying it's okay. I don't think it's okay either. There's still I'm going people to fuck it to death. Uh,
2: <laughs> wait, what? They're people. <laughs> wait, what? Law enforcement are people.
1: <laughs> wait, you're serious? Yeah. Let me laugh even harder. Oh
5: Jesus. <laughs>
1: Done. how's that boot leather
2: taste the boot leather you like that boot liquor oh my good <laughs> lord dude
1: because they say they're people, which is scientifically <laughs> correct. They're not people. They're class traitors. They're no longer human beings the minute they take the oath. Jesus Christ, man. That or they just had a bukkake mouth party.
2: You uh, you got some shit going on over there. Uh, let's see here. So this one comes from Blue. Man who threatened to cut off friend's penis jailed. You can't pay a bail?
1: Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy.
2: Not if you went through with it. My uh, dick and
1: balls are worth a lot more than $60. Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. It's $60 C- Seems to be the going rate, right though. This might have been one that we talked about already with Fancy then, because there was like 60 bucks was the, because that's the, the one we talked about with Fancy. Somebody actually was going to cut off somebody else's junk because they owed him 60 bucks.
2: Or Let's see here. No, oh, there's nothing about 60 bucks in here. So this is just a new one. This was just posted September 13th. So this is new. Okay,
1: we'll just stop huh? threatening to cut off other people's junk.
2: Well, a man who lunged at his friend's groin with a knife, threatened to cut off his <laughs> penis has been jailed.
1: Wow. That is a great opening headline. Yes. Or byline, I should say, yeah. right?
2: Dylan Barnes, 20, accused Max Wiseman of attempting to seduce girlfriend Kelsey after a drunken night out. Uh, the exterior crown court heard. Shut up! Are you talking about penises? I am. He slashed at Mr. Wiseman's genitals and knocked out Miss uh, the, the Miss Vinicomb, who's the girlfriend, uh, 18 when she attempted to intervene.
3: He must have an incredibly long penis. I mean, why else
1: would you want to cut it off well, if you were that threatened?
2: Barnes, who was also convicted of attacking a shot keeper, was sentenced to five years and ten months. This is like traces of death fucked to porno. Gary Nelson prosecuting told the court the trio had ended up in bed after going out in Exmouth in January.
1: The loving three-way with a corpse?
2: Barnes, who had taken anxiety medication, awoke and began punching and kicking Mr. Wiseman, the prosecutor said. He then fetched a kitchen knife, punched his victim ten times, and slashed at his genitals with the blade, Mr. Nelson said.
1: They all went to bed together, and then he woke up with instant regret, and and went like after an Anxiety,
2: probably an anxiety attack, too, is wow, what he's saying.
1: Jesus Christ, man. I've got anxiety, but not that bad. Don't yeah, threaten right? to cut off my cock for $60. Uh, the young woman tried to intervene, but
2: was hit in the face and knocked unconscious. That's... Your silicone penis budget is
1: out of control. At
2: sentencing recorder, Timothy Kenfick told Barnes, you have a tendency to lose control and behave violently, especially when drugs and alcohol are involved. You slashed and lunged towards his groin and threatened to cut off his penis. Fortunately, you did not stab him. Barnes of Mary Pole Road Exter, admitted causing an actual bodily harm to Mr. Wiseman and battery against Miss Vinicom. Gotta
1: love a girl who can take a punch.
2: He was also found guilty of an unprovoked attack on shopkeeper James Ghibli Scott at Exeter last June. Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? The court heard Barnes and a friend attacked Mr. Gilby Scott, punching him to the ground and repeatedly kicking him in the face.
1: This is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs>
2: Oh, Uh, he sustained a broken eye socket, which continues to affect his eyesight 15 months later. Jesus Christ. Yep, Barnes, who had denied causing grievous bodily harm, was sentenced to five years in prison for that attack. He was given a further six months for the assault on Mr. Wiseman and four months for breaching a restraining order against Miss Vinicombe.
1: Okay, I've had some serious panic attacks, and I've had some serious anxiety attacks, but I've never gone that far to where I am lunging at someone and trying to carve them up. Something else underlying is going on with this gentleman.
2: It Very well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of anger there. You might not have as much anger as he does.
1: No, I don't. What I'm saying is there is something that has happened to this particular gentleman to make him lash out and be violent like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something probably has, yeah. Because I can control my shit. If I don't attack you every week and you very much stress me out to the point where i'm ready to on purpose for fun yeah if i can hold myself back yeah this guy should be able to most people should be able to yes yeah i've got another dick getting cut off story okay let's go over. Uh, <laughs> all right this is also from blue blue is obsessed with severed penises
2: yeah I, I, we might want to talk to blue about this one you doing okay blue Yeah. You, hey blue you all right you need to talk to us here you want to go throw the ball around a little bit <laughs> something something jesus anything as, well as it's away from sharp objects and junk and junk all right, This came from the metro a wife tied up husband and cut off penis.
1: Mostly because I put my penis inside of you. Oh. back.
2: Well, not anymore. Uh, a man's penis had been put on ice after his wife chopped it off with a
1: knife. Hey, bro, I can't get it up. Chief Detective Jason Wank. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Did you vet this? Is this real? <laughs> this is real, man. This is on it's the micro metro. Penis time. His name is Detective Wank. Yeah. That sounds like the kind of name they would have put in the movie we reviewed this <laughs> yeah, week. I know, right? Jason <laughs> Wake said police did not know
2: why Victoria Fratbutt, 56, her name Fratbutt. Pulling it just to pull it. 56, took her t- uh, tied her husband James, 61, up and then severed his manhood. I have the most confused erection right now. They were called to a house in Newport, North Carolina, at 4 a.m. yesterday. They rushed Mr. Frabutt to the hospital, along with his penis, where it was hoped <laughs> surgeons could reattach it.
1: I would hope they were all shipped together. Yeah, yeah
2: right? No, 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 no. The, the penis has to take a separate car. Uh, due to his religious beliefs. All cops are bumbling dummies. Uh, Major... Shut up. Are you talking about penises? <laughs> Hold on, because this is fucking bullshit. Major
1: Wake... <laughs> are you serious? I fucking... He's not just a detective. He's like He's major. major. He's a major.
2: Major Wake said officers from the Carter County Sheriff's Office did not reveal Mr. Fretbutt's condition.
1: I'm taking another dick. Is what his wife screamed as she was tied up and put into the back yeah, of the right. car. Yeah.
2: He said deputies were able to recover the body part and it was immediately put on ice and transported to a medical personnel. His wife was taken into custody and faced the charges of malicious, of malicious castration and kidnapping.
1: Now, that's a charge to get. Yeah, right. Malicious malicious castration <laughs> fuck man i can't believe that's on the books that's the name of my next death metal band <laughs> yeah,
2: it really should be <laughs> we are malicious castration uh, get in the pit
0: uh, <laughs> castration. Malicious, 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 malicious. <laughs>
2: What a, Why do I keep seeing metal Batman when you keep doing that? Same thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a charge! Malicious. Yes. Uh, she's castration. being
2: held uh under a one hundred thousand dollar bond and is due in court uh, later on. She's going nowhere near court. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Major Wang. <laughs> and we're
1: back to dicks. Shut
2: up! Are you talking about penises? It's yeah.
1: micro penis time. Once it's chopped, probably. Oh man, that uh, some fucking ropes there you go let's uh yeah wow let's let's, fu- let's let's end on that severed penis malicious castration time yeah that's probably the best
2: we're gonna get the detective's name was major wank so yes yeah i'm just saying this <laughs> the, the,
1: the the
2: good a time as any to get the fuck out of here we're
1: gonna take the final break we're gonna play the ending legion promo which probably doesn't want to be anywhere near any of these stories i wouldn't either yeah we're gonna have some music befitting of last house on dead end street and when we come back we will close out this clusterfuck mess of a show
4: if you enjoyed. The- the show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Mean Power Hour, Hello, This Is The Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hate's Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast. Podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, YouTube and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
1: Incidentally, I think the guitarist from uh, Cannibal Corpse is also going to be a up news story. Oh yeah? Yeah. He got busted with a bunch of crazy shit, like uh, and threatening his neighbor and all of that. It was a, a thing, but he's also a Florida man back then. Oh, well then yeah, that'll handle it. But when it happened, he was a Florida man. So it was totally... It's a thing. Totally it a happened. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it was totally a thing. a thing. Oh, brother. You think that after all these time of 214 episodes straight, I would be able to do the show housekeeping without actually having the show housekeeping up in front of me? No, you gotta read things. But then I forget everything everything the minute i do Malusos. well yeah now you can think about it, is malicious castration and starting a death metal band. Well, yeah, like I totally want to start a death metal band. After this movie, the news stories, and then also playing death metal the whole way through the show, I want to start another well, death metal band. Yes. <laughs> were you already a part of a death metal band? Uh, kind of. You couldn't tell by the fact that I can actually do the
2: vocals. Well, I, that doesn't mean you were a part of a death metal band. It just means you can do the vocals.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I was good. Like extreme hardcore, which I did death metal type rally vocals with too. So uh, okay. You know, same, same. Same, same. Yeah, and my lyrics would have been considered death metal. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also find a whole bunch of death metal shit on our main Legion Podcast landing page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. I'm not even going to do good transitional stuff because yeah. I'm, I'm fucking tapped out, man. Fuck it, done. Our Facebook group is available for all of your alternative photography needs as well as meme posting. Yes. All the memes and posting of said memes. I'm going to even try and do callbacks and fail miserably at the, it this the time the- around. Fucking A, let's do it. I'm available on Facebook as Court PsyOps. Matt is not available, but present on Facebook as Matt PsyOps. Yes. You can email feedback to Matt, PsyopMatt at gmail.com. Let him know to buy that goddamn external sound card that hooks up with a USB that Court sent him. Mm, fine. The DeLorean's going
2: to get pretty pissed, but whatever.
1: You can also email feedback to Court, Cinema PsyOps Court at gmail.com. Let him know it's time to fire Matt and get someone who will actually have decent equipment to do their job. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) You can also twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest. That is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at PsyopMatt. It is true, man. Twitter's just a fucking full of shit. Occasionally, I'll get something slid into my DMs there that I'm quite grateful for. Oh, nice. Vanessa from the VD Clinic will send me some stuff that's pretty awesome. Nice. Good job, Vanessa. And every now and then, a listener might slide me a little something in the DMs. It's nice. But where I get most of the stuff slid into my DMs that's really appreciated is the gram of instant. The the insta of the gram. Yeah, you just add water and you have a gram. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and that's cinema underscore psyops where I'm at right there, and that's where a lot of good stuff. Yes. Our boy Ken from Rhode Island has been slipping me all sorts of good stuff. Oh, yeah? There. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Ken. Yeah. I thank you very much. And he's not the only one. We salute you. I've also gotten tagged a couple of times in some comments for me to check out some things, and I'm very grateful for oh, that. nice. Yeah. And folks do that on the, the Facebooks as well. The place that I'm not getting a lot of action or a lot of fun time is also the place that I'm pretty sure Matt still has not joined yet. What's that? The Flick Chat Group.
2: Oh no no I uh, I totally joined that and uh it just it's it's uh, well, invisible
1: y- You know Matt we need to uh pad out the episode even more so I'm going right over to the flick chat right now and I'm going to look in our group but No I'm invisible <laughs> You
2: can't see if I joined. They don't do that. They do. You, yeah, I don't know. You don't know no, how to use We've foot gotten
1: that. some more members, and we've gotten some posting there, so I need to start responding to some folks, but unfortunately, I see no Matt. He does not exist. That, I, I, I find that to be just not true. <laughs> We even have a post here that says, where the fuck is Matt? That people have been adding that was started by Robert. Are you fucking kidding me? No, not at all. He's even got a meme of a freaking cat chilling out going, just chilling. Where you he- where- wishing you were here? <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's all right. fucking awesome. And there's even like some more stuff in the meet each other where people are starting to talk and everything. And uh, they're even mentioning how Matt hasn't even joined. <laughs> and they have actually joined because, you know, they're trying to see if you've joined yet, so this is gonna become like a thing now apparently. It's a thing. Is it a thing? God damn it. <laughs> Why isn't that? Now Matt should here I again? join or not? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't know what I should do here. Regardless of whatever it is that Matt's gonna do with the flick chat, what I need you folks to do is kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Shadows, yeah, yeah yeah
2: that's a great line uh i think you got me into that show
1: it's the the movie that that line is from though
2: <laughs> yeah yeah but i think you like got me into that watching oh, the movie, it. The movie. Okay, okay. i'm sorry yeah. i said show but I meant there is movie. a tv show now there that's is yeah but confusion. no the that's why i but I, my wife started watching the tv show on netflix and i was like oh my god why does that remind me of and then i remembered the movie same name that you showed me <laughs>
1: they could pretend like they're going to hook and then rob the shit out of some people.
2: I think that'd be, I mean, that's the Cardi B plan, right? (laughs) I don't know. You don't know? Oh, okay. You're even less into pop culture than I am, but at least I pick it up just on occasion. My wife will be playing the radio on our morning drives to
1: work, so. I give two fucks about pop culture. Yeah, yeah, you really, really don't. Yeah. Yeah. I actively have disdain for what is popular most times.
2: (laughs) That's true, you do. If I learn
1: anything about pop culture, it's just so I can fucking mock riff it. on it and mock it. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Well, Cardi
2: B, you know who she is, right? I
1: don't give a shit. Let's oh, move on.
2: Okay, well, but that's exactly what she did. And now <laughs> people are, like, starting to get all up in arms about it. <laughs> well, and I think what she said was that the alleged allegation is she pulled Bill Cosby, but on the guys, like, drug him, and then when they pass out, steal their money and leave. Okay. Or, you know, in the past, like, in taking footage away, uh, footage, footage, taking
1: away footage from him. And I just want to point out that I had the balls to say what I was going to say regardless of whether or not it would be used as the clip.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're one against my
1: billion. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the drug taste is just going to ruin the taste of man meat. <laughs> that's a good one, too. Yeah. That is a good you one. You happy now? <laughs> that actually... That's
2: Dude, a really good I just one.
1: drugged a sandwich for you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to be pushing the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am. That's going to be my next podcast. Hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that's gonna, you got to hide that clip because that's going to sound real bad when I'm pushing my Christian agenda to my other podcast. <laughs> you can't play that. <laughs> well, I, I, got, you know what? I got a clip of your Christian agenda. Oh, yeah, okay. So that wall, that's a pretty good idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: fuck. That's not even the same, you asshole.
1: <laughs> that is the new Christian agenda.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but... See, I'm going to get everyone to listen to my Christian agenda podcast because it's just going to be a guy for one solid hour doing the shittiest job ever of trying to push the Christian agenda.
1: I thought it was a little person. No, that was a little boy. I mean, you know little boys. You went to Catholic school. I didn't go to Catholic school. <laughs> Actually, I did. I, I could say I didn't. Like, You went to Catholic church. You should know all about little boys. No.
2: I mean, I know about being a little boy. <laughs> That 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 sucked. But anyway. <laughs> Scoutmaster Lewis, no! Exactly. <laughs> oh, this show fucking blows. Oh, my God. And they're having a lesbian sex scene while the man's flipping out and being pissed off at him.
1: Kind of ruining it for all of us while yeah. we're trying to watch this and enjoy it. We're assholes. trying to
2: enjoy this and you're being a dick. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, As I've tried to
1: say every single time I've ever watched porn with you around.
2: Listen, man, apparently you've never been with a screamer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but you're critiquing everything on screen
2: while screaming it. Yeah, that's what a screamer is, right? That's no, that's not how did. that works. Oh, oh, well, that's unfortunate.
1: Usually, a screamer screams with joy. So apparently, you've never been with a screamer.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've ever been with
1: anybody. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have proof that you've been at least with one, one person. person, one time. One time. It was great. Your child is proof that you have actually had sex, and I am a screamer. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so off the rails
2: Oh yeah Oh yeah Dude this fucking movie What do you want <laughs> um, Pull out And further degrade her By coming on her <laughs>
1: Uh, i like see, to pretend like that was an accident. Yeah. Once you got okay with your wife being in blackface and whipped in front of groups. Especially one small boy. You're pretty much all right with a
2: lot of things, you're I think. You're really fixated on the
1: fact that there was a kid in the room during this. That
2: fucking bothers me a little bit,
1: yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> it's like... Why are you saying I'm not supposed to? <laughs> That's not something I would ever do. No, I'm not... Because I fucking hate children. <laughs> I don't want them around in any way, shape, or form. It's just, it just, just, It just bothered me.
2: Uh, see here.
1: Yeah, we're like not even an hour and a half. We're going to have like 72 news stories and one fucking review that's like 45 minutes. Well, I mean, we got to stop doing short movies. It wasn't so much that it was a short movie, but like, what the fuck else are we going to talk about? I mean, I, this is more or less doing outtakes just to pad out the fucking it, show it's, at this point. It's
2: a hard movie to talk about anything of because, yeah, there was, the substance
1: just was so the bad. The most we discussed was whether or not it was black-faced. Yeah, yeah. And then whether or not that was weak sauce for that <laughs> and how bad they failed at that attempt. Yeah. That's like the most disgusting. Discussion we could get out of that anyway so what are we doing <laughs> the show
2: oh shit this has been the show the whole time i thought we were fucking bullshitting when are we gonna start the real show the show show No,
1: oh, this is it this, it's this piece of shit that we're making a- right now this is the show man 214
2: is gonna suck some serious ass this is 214 uh-oh. But well, yeah, 214s <laughs> definitely going to suck some serious ass.
1: All right. Well, Matt's sucking some serious ass. You want to do take one our, more? <laughs> we're going to take our final break here. Final
2: break. We're done. We're fucking it. tapped. It's I, over with. I've got, an, I've got another dick getting cut off story. Okay. Let's go. All right. <laughs>
1: weak sauce blackface i've ever seen in her weak sauce blackface all i know is there's a woman in weak sauce blackface being whipped and i did not like it
2: and film it for a snuff film this man is farting in my face
1: yes president trump is very much into water sports everybody the trumps are really into water sports cops say old cops are bumbling dummies i've got another dick getting cut off.